Media Day for the Chicago Bulls is always going to give a few things. It's going to give us some quotes. It's going to help set expectations. But it's also going to let us know how the players and the front office really does feel about the expectations coming into this season. The Bulls definitely set that yesterday in their 2023 Media Day before they got on the plane to head to Nashville. We're going to talk about some of the takeaways from Media Day that we did not get into in our Media Day special. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today, and we're going to mainly talk about some of the takeaways from Media Day um, and some of the kind of interviews that came out after Media Day as well when you have all the media there in one place. A lot of the players that interviewed, I won't be surprised if we're getting kind of, you know, uh, Media Day episodes for the next two or three days from, uh, you know, some of these podcasts and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, NBA, NBC Sports uh, Chicago, uh, Jason Goff uh, was, ta- was talking with Zach Levine. And I, I'm going to let him play a clip from it here. Your name was thrown around a lot this offseason. And it was internet rumors, whatever the case yeah. may be. But when that happens for a person in your position uh, who, like you said, is perfecting his craft, do you take it as, man, there's a lot of people who want me? Or do you think, what's going on here with the business? I've been traded before. So it, it is a business. If you attack it like a business, I'm... I come in, I try to be professional. That's that's my main thing. I've been professional, and I committed to the Bulls when I signed here, and I'll be committed to the Bulls until I leave. That's not my decision. I, I made my decision to be here. So, you know, I think I said this earlier. When there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, um, obviously those rumors aren't coming from me and my camp. So, yeah. you know, I believe some. I believe I don't believe some. But, uh, you know, my job isn't to, you know, believe or disbelieve any of them. Mm-hmm. It's to come and do my job and be a professional, and that's what I do. And so Zach Levine saying that he come that you know talking about the trade rumors right and the fact that you know he made his commitment with Chicago when he decided to resign here the trade rumors aren't coming from his camp and uh, some of them that he believes some of them he doesn't I think that that's an honest looking answer in in regard to something like that like Zach Levine has always treated the trade talks like business even when he had to go out and sign an offer sheet with the with the Sacramento Kings right after his rookie deal expired he still understood the business part. Of it. The fact of the matter is, like, that's what you want from a player. You want a player to come in and to be able to just go about the business aspect of what they do and handle that well. And that is what we're seeing from Zach Levine, right? But him saying, like, even him alluding to the fact, like, some of it I believe, some of it I, I don't, right? It just shows that, like, there, even saying what a lot of us do say, where there's smoke, there's fire. And so, you know, at the end of the day, do I think that the front office will trade Zach Levine in the right deal, the right to perfect deal? Absolutely. But do I think it's going to happen anytime soon? No. But Zach Levine, you know, has, has doubled down on his belief in the core in both his Media Day interview and in this interview with NBC Sports Chicago as well, saying, if you don't believe in your group or your guys, you shouldn't show up. And, you know, Zach Levine, this is the season where we want to see and hope that Zach Levine is going to step up quite a bit as a leader, right? And uh, Zach Levine talked about, you know, playing faster. And that was one of the overall themes from this Media Day as well, is that this Bulls team wants to play faster now we have to see if it's actually going to come right it's easy to say the right things it's easy to do those type of things but overall like 
that everyone that came out there said that there will be emphasis on three-point attempts. Now, Billy Donovan added a little bit more color to that, right? They don't want to just go out there to shoot threes to shoot threes, right? But it's how you create the threes and, and, and how you go about it that way. And offensive rebounding, surprisingly enough, is going to be a big part of that. And that is what I like that the Bulls are going to actually fight for offensive rebounds, right? And that that really does put some on Patrick Williams as well. I said it, said it for so long. This Chicago Bulls team, since Billy Donovan has, has taken over this team, they just haven't tried for offensive rebounds. They rather go down and set up on the opposite side for defense. Now, with and you know, not to say that that's that that all is just on Patrick Williams or whatnot, but like Patrick Williams and now his ability to just be an athletic big man, right? He's going to have to go out there and fight for rebounds, and that is really going to see show us, right, what the difference in a player like Patrick Williams' game is, and Torrey Craig, and everybody, right? Offensive rebounding is a team thing. It's not just on your four and your five, right? So you, we got to see how, you're, how, you, how the Bulls are actually going to step up in that way, but, you know, Zach Levine's comments as far as the trade, as far as him wanting to be here, you want players that want to be in your organization. Zach Levine wants to be a Chicago Bull, but again, that doesn't mean that this team can't pivot from it. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, this, this, this group of guys is what they bet on. Even when you hear AK when he's asked about the luxury tax, we want to make sure this is the group, right? That these guys are the group basically saying, are they worth going into the luxury tax for? And that's a hell of a, of a, of a statement to make and come from your GM, right? But, you know, even saying the things about the DeMar DeRozan extension, right? Both DeMar and AK talked about the extension. Um, you know, AK just saying that the talks are ongoing, that not, he's not really going to comment on it while the talks are ongoing. And that's really part of the course when it comes to AK. And DeMar DeRozan's comments just being that, hey, I let my agent take care of that, right? My agent knows what I want. I let him do it. And I and I want to kind of stay out of it. Don't come to me unless it's a deal or unless it's something that we need to work out or there's a wrinkle or something like that. I respect that view of it from a player standpoint because that is releasing some of the power but it's also releasing it so you could just go out there and focus on what you do and that's playing basketball right and that's what we need this team to do as well so you know media day as far as the 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 the, the talk with the contracts with him and Patrick Williams it really does put on the fact that one of the overarching things this this season and I don't necessarily expect Patrick Williams to maybe get his extension until the end of the season that's kind of just what we've seen from AK right unless this Bulls team gets out rocking and rolling, and let's say they come out performing much more like they did in 2021-22 than what they did in 2022-23, then I could start seeing maybe some extensions start getting done and locked in, right? Because at that point, your team's rolling. Maybe those players are playing good. You maybe want to go ahead and extend them before you give them a chance to get to the open market or even sniff the open market, things like that. But overall, like I do think we're, it, this is a, a very much a, a covert evaluation seat. Right. When it comes down to it, because and not just for the players, it has to be one for coach Billy Donovan as well. Now, you know, I, I don't believe that necessarily Billy Donovan's on the hot seat by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, once once he's in there with the Reinsdorf, you're kind of in there. I also think that AK's comments as far as Billy Donovan just talk about how Billy Donovan is collaborative and how they work together and things like that. I unfortunately don't see Billy Donovan leaving anytime soon, but it has to be an evaluation of. How now do you, we, we've given you continuity for the second year in a row, right? We have not made major changes to this roster. And so how you're, how this team, these players, this coaching staff, the player development staff that we have there now, it's a, a fully evaluating season because at some point the Bulls are going to have to make their decision on what their next step is. Are you going to invest assets, money, luxury tax bill, whatever it is, into strengthening this core or is the play, path 
to be more focused on the future of this team, meaning developing the young players, drafting well, things like that. And you have to draft well either and invest in your young players either way, right? But when you go out and sign in free agency, if you bring more veterans to this team, that shows that says, hey, we need veterans to support this core because we think that this core is are the guys, right? And we end up seeing how that how that operates and flows over the course of this NBA season for the Chicago Bulls. But you know, overall, I think you know it, it, it's what more of what we expected. But I like the way that they are talking about it. Billy Donovan really talking about that change that needs to come for the Chicago Bulls offense really spoke to me, right? But again, yes, the awareness is there. One thing that I, that I say is Billy Donovan likes to say the right things, right? He, he he says the right things quite often. If you just go from Billy Donovan's press conferences, post-game interviews, whatever it is, you would think that this is a coach that really has his finger on the pulse of understanding it. But then when you watch the game and you're more in tune with the game, you'll see that players just aren't being used to their strengths. And that is something that we have to do better this season for the Chicago Bulls if they want to up their ceiling, right? I get that the confidence. One thing you hear from this team from top to bottom is there is confidence in this group, right? Confidence in themselves, confidence in the guy next to them. They are confident in their ability to come out and be better than what the expectations are given for them. Almost every player talked, and even AK talked about, you know, how, you know, fans and the media aren't really giving the Chicago Bulls a chance. But the fact of the matter is you have to show differently, right? You can talk all day about what your goals and wants are and how this team is going to work in the margins and things like that. But if it doesn't show and prove, it all means nothing, right? Last year, we proved the media right. The year before that, we started off by proving the media wrong, but we ended up proving them right by the end of it, winning eight out of our last, what, 28 games, 30 games, something like that. Like, we got to be a better team. And so, you know, the evolution that needs to come from this team has to come from every layer, every level of this team. It has to come from the front office and their evaluation, their ability and desire to really want to go out there and improve this team. It has to come from the coaching staff and how they use these players better to their strengths, right? It has to come from the players and stepping up. Javon Carter saying in his in his media day interview, the fact that, you know, one of the things he noticed as an opponent to this team is their reluctance to shoot. Hey, listen, we're right there with you, Javon Carter. And hopefully he's having somebody from the outside come in and say those things matter. And I would not be surprised at all if Javon Carter ends up being one of the favorite Bulls players by a lot of the fans, much like uh, uh, Javante Green and Alice Caruso, especially when they first came to the team, won over Bulls fans. I think that Javon Carter is going to do that as well, right? Hearing the quote from Javon Carter, and I and I know I posted the short on the video on the YouTube channel, but like him saying when he was asked about Boston and and Milwaukee, and he says Boston, Milwaukee. I don't care about Boston, Milwaukee. I'm a Chicago Bull, right? Like that 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 matters. Him saying that he used to create players and make and make them wear number five and put them on the Chicago Bulls. Now that's a reality for him, right? Javon Carter also coming out and saying that he will be a vocal leader is something that this Bulls team need, right? And, and I think sometimes people confuse and, and don't understand that there's a difference between being vocal on the court and being vocal and just like, just you have a big personality. Javon Carter doesn't have a super big personality, right? He's not going to be this guy that's giving these sound bites and clips in post-game interviews. But him saying this, I can say I will be a leader for this team. I'm going to voice my opinion. That's what needs to happen. This team needs that more than anything. We have a team full of nice guys. And that's cool to a certain degree. Right. I'm glad they get along. We got goofy people. Shout out to Kobe White for continuing his every media day uh, playing a prank on Zach Levine. But at the end of the day, we need somebody who is going to chew people out on the basketball court who are going to tell people, hey, no, you missed your assignment. You owe us one. That's going to communicate on the defensive side of the ball. 
uh, you know, just verbally on what the other team's trying to do. That is one thing that Pat Bev brought. That's what Lonzo Ball brought. That's what Alice Caruso brings as well. Sometimes he's not always as vocal, but we need that. This team with these guys needs that vocal guy on the court that's going to communicate specifically on the defensive side of the ball and is going to be a defensive dog in Stallworth. That is what Javon Carter is going to bring to the Chicago Bulls team. And I won't be surprised if Javon Carter ends up being one of those players that people who watch box scores don't understand his benefit, but the people who actually watch basketball games day in and day out are going to understand what Javon Carter is bringing to the Chicago Bulls roster, right? And we need that. We desperately need that as well. And so, you know, I know a lot of people are also asking, like, I saw the the, the comments and questions, will the Bulls look to trade for Malcolm Brogdon? No. The Bulls aren't looking at, first of all, they feel confident in their guard set. Now, if for some reason things go in the toilet over the course of the season, could they look to do something different by the trade deadline? Yes. But this team right now is not making and they're not trading any type of future assets for any veteran, especially not Malcolm Brogdon. Yes, the Portland Trailblazers are probably going to move him and probably get some more picks back from him, at least one, if not protect, heavily protected picks or pick swaps. But the Bulls aren't going to be in that conversation. They're not going to be in that. They believe in this in this group, and the open competition at the point guard position is going to be something that I think is going to actually benefit this team and these players. Hearing AK, or sorry, Billy Donovan talk about he think that it's good for Io to face some adversity. I agree, right? And Javon Carter even saying when it comes to Io, he's a player like him that has a chip on his shoulder, right? Io DeSumo came in and, and into the Chicago Bulls team and earned minutes early on with his defense, right? And then, yes, he had to step into a role that he wasn't originally plan to be thrust into when Lonzo Ball went down and you know the adversity I think is going to help him and help and help him kind of zoom out and realize how he needs to grow and develop his game seeing Javon Carter be there and how he goes about it being somebody who Javon Carter isn't this hugely athletic player isn't this star level player by any stretch of the imagination he's just a damn good role player that understands how to go about his job and how he can impact and help a basketball team that's what Io DeSumo has and Io DeSumo to me his ceiling is still much higher than what Javon Carter's is, right? Of course, you know, you got that doesn't mean it's going to be realized, but at the end of the day, I think the adversity is going to help a player like Io Sumu understand how to go about that business, right? Understand how to get that edge back, understand how to how to perform week in and week out and 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 really what he needs to give, right? So, you know, everything with Media Day is always comes away with positivity. Now, that can come crashing down pretty quickly uh after, you know, once the actual season starts or it can or it can be supported by how the season starts, right? This Chicago Bulls team has to start the season with understanding what they need to do to go about being effective in this season, right? And to hear AK talk about like their goal is the playoffs and not just to be a team in the playoffs, but to make some noise in the playoffs, it's good to hear, but we need to see that come out in this team and how they deal with themselves, right? This needs to be a team that comes out there and 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 acts like they understand every single game matters this season, right? They have not earned the right to play down to any level of competition this season, and hopefully that's what we see coming out of the training camp, and that's what we see. The Bulls have already gotten on the plane. They're probably in Nashville right now. And so with that being said, training camp is important. Now, one of the things we also got from media days, we actually got a Lonzo Ball appearance. And so I did not expect to see Lonzo Ball, right? And I, I know a lot of people didn't either. And if you guys were watching the media day live, you kind of even heard like the media kind of be like, whoa, what, Lonzo's next? Like, and so, you know, Lonzo being confident in his return is where you want his mentality to be. He still has a very long road and difficult road ahead of him, but you want his mental is exactly where you want it to be. I don't care if the reality is that it's a, it's a tall test or order for him to be able to return to basketball. That doesn't matter. 
that people are right to feel that way, but you want Lonzo locked in mentally into where Lonzo is going to be and him adamantly keep saying, I'm coming back. What level that's going to be, that remains to be seen. But you want to, you, Lonzo's mental is in the right place. And this time last year, you couldn't necessarily see that. You could see how the, how the mentality part of it was wearing down on Lonzo Ball, right? It was around this time last year, we got the video in the press conference of him talking about the difficulty he has going upstairs, right? And so the fact that he hasn't had a setback in almost a year is good. He's on path. That uh, recovery rehab process is still a 12 to 18 month rehab process. He's about halfway through it, per his words, hasn't had any setbacks. So we'll see what it brings for Lonzo Ball. But it was good to see him out there. It was good to see him look, well, he looked amazing, right? He looked like he was in good spirits. He looks healthy, right? So those are the types of things that you want to see from Lonzo Ball. And the fact that he is adamantly and keeps repeating, he's definitely play, plans on playing again. And that's what you want to see as well. And then one of the other things and last things we're going to talk about that came out with this media day is Nikola Vucevic. And Vuce just being and having such a honest and objective objectivity and a view of his own game view of the team right and he kept using the phrase and this is what I really would love to see become the mantra this season is work left undone and him even saying like I don't know if we're going to be able to finish it but there was work left undone and that was a big part on why I wanted to come back to the Chicago Bulls team my family loves Chicago we didn't want to have to move our family all those types of things and he talked about you know the front office and and how he he talked to the front office. He talked about his teammate. Talked to his teammates before he really made that decision to come back to the Chicago Bulls. And so you know, even him saying in admitting, listen, us as a team, not just the front office, but us as a team, we had this thought process of, well, wait, wait till when Lonzo Ball comes back. Well, when Lonzo comes back, we'll be this. When Lonzo comes back, we'll be able to get back to that. When Lonzo comes back, and you know, the fact that 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 they have a more clear picture on that Lonzo just isn't going to be back this season helps that team prepare mentally, right? And so, you know, those are the type of things that you want to see. He was also asked, like, can he be used similar to Nikola Jokic? And he says, well, I'm not I'm not Jokic, right? But I can do some things on the court. And he wants to be able to use his playmaking a little bit more. He doesn't want to just stand and wait. He's not going to stand. It's not, he didn't say he doesn't want to. He's not just going to stand at the three-point line waiting to take threes. He wants to be able to use uh, the, use the, his playmaking ability. And I think that is something that the Bulls absolutely need to look at, too, um, as well in this training camp period. But that's my thought process. Just kind of a follow-up to Media Day. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Thank you so much for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.